want to just start a little bit differently this morning. I, uh, it's probably been about a month ago, actually. The Lord just kind of laid this on my heart, and as any smart man does, I took out a credit card and gave it to a woman and said, do this for me, please. And it's been done. But I, in the Bible, it talks about honoring those who deserve honor. And I just want to honor some people this morning who, uh, excuse me, who do so much for our church. And a lot of times it's, I don't know if it's unseen, but maybe underappreciated. And uh, so I have a, like I said, delegated this responsibility. And we have gifts this morning for three people here. One that is very steadfast in making sure that our kids are fed in the mornings, that our uh, doorway is pleasant when you come in. So I'm going to have Terry come. <clears throat> also for someone else that feeds our kids, but in a little different manner. She takes care of our Sunday school classes and all that downstairs. Tara. And then for, I guess, kind of special me, my, my daughter Connie. So if you'll bring the gifts. Just want you guys to know how much I appreciate what you do. <clears throat> and you can thank Heather for this. <laughs> and the church. But we appreciate you very much. And thank you, Heather. <laughs> oh, by the way, they need that back. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Well, I want to talk about something this morning that we talked about in our men's Bible study Wednesday night. And if uh, you were some of the fellows that were there at the end before we all left, I warned you that I'd probably speak about this. Jeff, I think you probably remember this. <laughs> Ryan was there. Uh, what I want to talk to you this morning, I'm, first of all, I'm going to just give you the definition of what I'm going to talk to you about and see if you can figure out what it is. The reason for which something is done or created or the reason for which something exists. Do you have any idea what we might be talking about? Perfect. <laughs> Hallelujah. We want to talk about purpose. You know, and uh, we've been studying in our men's Bible study, it's a book called Lead Like Jesus. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I don't know if you've noticed this about me, but when I get a study book, um, I'm very critical. My family's laughing. Because what I find in study books is a man's opinion, and we talked about this last week. Well, I'm another man that has an opinion. And if your opinion doesn't fit my opinion, uh, it's kind of conflicting. And uh, so I, I, I like that because then I'll get into the scriptures and find out what's going on. But in our Bible study, Lead Like Jesus, the man was talking about finding our purpose. And as he began to 
diagram, I guess you could say, how you could go about finding your purpose. I just had to laugh, in a sense, in myself, critically, because I didn't really think what he was saying to us was very good myself. But, but anyway, so I wanted to, I, I just got to thinking about this, and we got to talking about purpose and vision, and, and it just hit me, what is the difference between purpose and vision? And I'm not going to get into that this morning. Maybe we'll get into vision next week, but I want to talk about purpose this morning. Again, the reason for which something is done or created, or the reason for which something exists. You know, as we've been studying this book, Lead Like Jesus, I begin to realize that Jesus always should be the first example of something in my life. You know, the Bible says that Christ was the first fruits. I believe that's in 1 Corinthians 5. I'm not going to turn there. But it talks about the first fruits. Jesus was the first fruits. And if you know anything about Jewish tradition, they had a celebration of the Feast of First Fruits. And what that was was when they went out to plant their crops, they would mark off a section of the crop. And in my readings, what I understood, they would put a hoop out in the field. And when harvest time got ready, they would go out and they would harvest that hoop. And that was the first fruits. And they would bring those before the Lord and wave them as a wave offering unto the Lord and uh, present them to the Lord as an offering for the harvest. Well, the Bible says that Jesus was that first fruits. He was the first part of the harvest harvested. He was killed for us in a sense. He died for us. And so I began to think about, you know, well, if Jesus was the first fruits, you know, the harvest is supposed to be an example of what the first fruits was like. So we're supposed to be like Jesus. So I got thinking, what is Jesus's purpose or what was Jesus's purpose? And I could come up with two things. In Luke 19.10, says, For the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. Okay. First of all, I want you to notice something there. And I, I mentioned this the other night at our Wednesday night Bible study. It doesn't say he came to seek and to save who was lost, that which was lost. So there was more lost than just us. I want you to begin to think about that. What did we lose when Adam and Eve sinned? And we're, we'll talk about this maybe a little bit, uh, not a whole lot, but I just want you to get thinking about that. It, it was more that was lost than just us. We'll talk about that in a minute. I want to turn to 1 John 3, chapter, or chapter 3, verse 8, excuse me. <coughs> This is the second thing that it talks about Jesus' purpose. He that committeth sin is of the devil, for the devil sinneth from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. Now, my first thought was, wait a minute, you can have two purposes? Then I began to realize, no, this is one purpose. And I want you to think about this. Christ came to seek and to save that which was lost, and he came to destroy the works of the devil. Well, what are the works of the devil? The devil comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. So when Jesus said, I come to seek and to save that which was lost, what he was saying was, I'm going to take back everything that the devil stole from you. I'm going to destroy his work by seeking and saving that which was lost. So actually... His purpose is onefold. It has two different descriptions in the fact that he came to seek and to save that which was lost, and he came to destroy the works of the devil, but it's one purpose. 
Hallelujah. I was thinking about what are some of the that things that were lost. And I began to realize that the Satan cannot steal, kill, and destroy unless we allow him to. Because first of all, Jesus has overcome him. So Jesus has already taken back that which was lost and given it back to us. But we have to make sure we're keeping hold of it. So I want you to realize that the, the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but he cannot do that to you as long as you are careful to watch what's going on in your life. That you're very aware. You're on guard. You're keeping notice of what's going on. Hallelujah. But I was thinking about what Satan tried to steal from us, and in all reality, I guess he did for a while until Jesus came. But first of all, I got to thinking about he stole our innocence. You know, Jesus said in the scriptures that he wished that we would become as little children. And I think that's part of what was lost when we sinned, was that ability to just be innocent about things, just to be kind of carefree and joyful about the things of God. He stole our relationship with God. If you think about that, after they sinned, God came into the garden and they hid themselves. They were afraid of God's presence they were embarrassed. They were ashamed of what had happened. He stole our position in God. God had given unto them dominion over all the things that he'd created. And by their sin, they gave that up, gave up their position. They gave up their authority over all those things. So there was a lot of things that we lost for a while, but Jesus has recouped them. He has redeemed them, brought them back to us, given them to us. So his purpose is being fulfilled. And I got to thinking about this, you know, uh, this man in this study I was talking about, he had a formula where you take certain words and put them together, and that was your purpose in life. And I got to thinking about this. Well, if Jesus' purpose was this, and he was the first fruits, then what is my purpose? Well, my purpose and your purpose is exactly the same, says Jesus. We should be here seeking and saving that which is lost, and by doing so, we're destroying the works of the devil. We're redeeming that which was lost. Not only those who are lost, but that which was lost, the life of God in mankind. Hallelujah. What is our purpose? Why were we created? Why do we exist? To be like Jesus. I want to just read something. This is out of our membership book. And this is what it says. So what is the mission of the church or our purpose? The mission of Jesus was and is to seek and to save the lost. Jesus has given the mission to his church and has empowered it by the Holy Spirit to accomplish what he started. So the mission of the church or the purpose of the church, both globally and locally, is to join Jesus in seeking and saving the lost through the power of the Holy Spirit. That's our purpose. That's your purpose. Now, you may think, well, I don't feel like that's my purpose. Well, most likely you're confused about the, the purpose of your life and the gift of your life. See, God has given us all gifts. And what are the gifts for? So that you can fulfill the purpose that God has given you. 
Hallelujah. If God has given you a gift of teaching, you're to use that teaching to seek and to save that which is lost, to teach others how that they can know Christ and his way. If God has given you the gift of music, you use that to express the joy in the life of God uh, through song. Hallelujah. Different gifts. We have those that have physical gifts. Uh, you know, Phil and Carol, they take care of the cleaning of the church. Phil takes care of the parking lot. Rodeo takes care of the needs that, you know, light bulbs go out, whatever, in the church. Those are gifts that have been given to seek and to save that which is lost. It's, ne it's a necessity that we have a building here to meet together. You know, if we don't take care of it, where are we going to meet? So it's a gift when those people take care of the facility uh, it takes a lot of pressure off me. I don't have to worry about it. I can spend my time uh, looking at the Word. But as we have been gifted, God has gifted us so that we can fulfill His purpose. And I, there's a scripture uh, that we quote so many times, and I have never really noticed this until I begin to look at this. Romans 8, 28. All things work for, together for good to them who are the called or to, to them who love God and to them who are the called according to his purpose. His purpose. See, so often people try to teach us what our purpose is. Our purpose is his purpose. <laughs> you know, we are children of God. If Jesus was the son of God and his purpose was to do what we've talked about this morning, then as children of God and as heirs and joint heirs with Christ, our purpose is to do the same thing. We have one purpose, and that's to fulfill the purpose of Christ. You know, Jesus may have died, but his purpose did not. His purpose is being fulfilled in us. What a privilege. Just think about that. What Christ began on the cross and redeemed for us, he has given to us so that we can fulfill his purpose in this world. Hallelujah. What Elizabeth read this morning says that, you know, in the last time men will be lovers of selves. That can't be us. We've got to love others. We're not to love ourselves. We're to love others. We're to love Christ and what he did for us and then to see the purpose for which he died and which he has called us. We've been called according to his purpose. Hallelujah. I want to just read a scripture here in closing in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. I want to start with verse 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ. And has given to us the ministry of reconciliation. There's your purpose. There's your purpose. To wit that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God did beseech you by us. We pray you in Christ that be reconciled to God. For he hath made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want you to think, you know, I was 
thinking about this. The enemy comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. There's one scripture that's so common and well-known amongst us as Christians, John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave, he didn't steal, his only begotten son, that we would not perish or be destroyed, but that we might have everlasting life. Hallelujah. So we wouldn't be killed. I want you just to think about this. You know, destroying is a taking away of everything possible. You know, and really what it speaks of is the destroying of our soul. You know, Satan comes to steal and to kill and to destroy. We don't want to let him destroy. We actually don't want him to steal or to kill. But make sure he doesn't destroy your life. There'll be one day when we have a reckoning with God. And at that time, if you have allowed it, your life will be destroyed. It will be taken. Hallelujah. So I want you to realize what your purpose in God is. To seek and to save that which was lost. Hallelujah. To be a minister of reconciliation. Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What a blessed opportunity we have to serve Christ in his purpose Hallelujah. Doing what he asks us to do through the giftings that he has given us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, I just want to thank you. Lord, first of all, for Jesus Christ, the first fruits. Lord, he is our example. And Lord, even as his purpose was to seek and to save that which is lost, and so by so doing, destroying the works of the devil, so that is our purpose. You have called us into this battle, Lord. That is our purpose. Now, the giftings that we have to accomplish that, that's up to you. And Lord, help us to discover what our gifts are and use them wisely to your glory and your honor. Father, we are just so grateful to be able just to be a part of this, which you are doing. And Lord, help us to realize, uh, Lord, even as was mentioned this morning, Lord, push us beyond measure, Lord, cause us to be brave and bold. Hallelujah. Lord, you are with us. How can we fail? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We just love you and honor you this morning, Lord. Just uh, ask that you would bless this time that we've spent together, Lord. Cause our hearts to be stirred by your word, what has been spoken through testimony, through the message, Lord, through song. Take those words, Lord, and make them into reality within our hearts and lives. Father, I just thank you for each and every one that's here, Lord. Even as we honored certain ones this morning, Lord, honor is due to all that work here in this church. I just appreciate each and every one of them. Hallelujah, Lord. I just pray that you will honor them, Lord, with the goodness and blessing of God. Hallelujah. The Lord bless thee and keep thee. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. You're dismissed this morning.